Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affect us achieving our financial goals. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's a big day, Jamie. It is? <laughs> like you didn't know. Oh, oh what uh, is it? Well, today is our 30th episode here at Carpe Dime, and we want to thank and recognize all of our listeners who just helped us achieve how many listens? 10,000. I am completely blown away by this. I'm told that's a big number. I don't know. <laughs> well, it is for us, <laughs> it right? It is for us, right? Yeah, we're just a little... little Carpe Dime show. We, yeah, we were just, Carpe Dime started out as our passion project to provide some real life perspective on personal finance from our credit union. And it's, especially for Jamie and I, it's really grown into something bigger than we anticipated. And it's all because of those of you who are listening right now. So. That's right. You, Jane and Joe. And obviously I don't know any of your names, but I figured that'd be funny. So you can laugh at me or say, there he goes again, rambling on. But yeah, you know, when we started doing this a little over a year ago, I didn't, I mean, it was a great idea, I thought, but mm-hmm. at the same time, a little hesitant, you know. Yeah, I, we didn't know how it was going to go. No, I think we've gotten a little bit better than the I, first one. We hope one. so. For uh, those of you who have stuck with us a long time. Yeah, so if you've been with us a long time, you've, yeah, you've, hopefully we've gotten better. If not, let us know. Uh, so, yeah, thir- 30 in, over 10,000 listens. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So, what we found out, though, from all of our demographics of watching how you all are listening is that there's a huge range in age of people who listen to this podcast, anybody who's from 18 to 70 plus. So, today we wanted to spend some time talking about financial mistakes you can make throughout your life. So, no matter what age you are, hopefully you'll find some relevance today. And not only what mistakes to make that you could make, but how you can avoid them. Yep, how to avoid those mistakes that some of us made, probably me more so than Dusty, but I I made a lot of mistakes when I was younger. So let's get started here, okay? So as everybody knows, Dusty's the fact queen. So Dusty, did you get us a few facts for this show? Oh, of course. So according to Pocket Your Dollars, the average American spends roughly 40 to 50% more than they earn over their lifetime. Wow, that's scary, but it I seems mean, true. I mean, this really shocked me. And I guess when you think about it, you kind of see how that works, but we act- we spend more than we earn. Yeah, yeah, the majority of Americans do. I mean, majority live paycheck to paycheck, and a lot of times they come up short before paycheck, which means they lead to using credit of all sorts. Which explains why we do so many podcasts about credit and lending and how to protect yourself, right? Budgeting, too. (laughs) Budgeting, too. All right, so I have another one for you. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, people are earning and spending the most when they are between the ages of 45 and 54. So on average, they earn $78,000 and they spend $60,000 of that. So where does that leave savings, Jamie? Uh, you know, you should be saving at about 20%. It doesn't look like we're making it there, are we? No. If we're doing it the right way, on, in all honesty. Um, and then not only that, we want to also invest our money. So we really should be saving, investing 30%. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a gap there. And so kind of what I took away from this, you know, in just reading these two statistics is that we, we have a lot of debt and maybe we die with a lot of debt. I know it's morbid, but... Never thought of it that way. Well, I guess. I mean, I guess. If I die and I have debt, I guess I win, right? I don't know. I got to keep all the stuff, and I don't know. And I don't really care if you get my money when I'm dead. I guess. So. I, yeah. So yeah. That you know, it's perspective, and that's really what we're going to talk about today. Because, in all honesty, when you're in your twenties, the last thing you're thinking about is when you're older and how much debt you're going to have, and am or I going to die with debt, or how much you need to save. Right. And then as we go on through your thirties and your forties. Everything changes. So we're really going to try to talk about them all today because when we did start doing this, I always, 
you know, I did refer back to myself when I was younger and the things I did and the mistakes that I saw, not just myself, but family members and friends and obviously not working in the credit union business, help out a lot of people that have made those mistakes. And so many of them come to me and say, gosh, I wish somebody would have taught me this earlier. Right. So we're going to talk about these. Uh, so these... we're teaching you early. Yeah. And we're going to start with the 20s, right? 20s. Yeah, not the roaring 20s, your 20s. The best, hopefully the best years of your life, right? I think mine are still the best. You know what? Me. I think every decade is kind of the best years of your life, but... Anyway, <laughs> finances in your 20s. Here we go. So how many do we have for this one, Dusty? We have four things, four mistakes that people make. Yeah, number one is not saving for retirement. And it's oh, like... That seems so far away. It does, right? You right. Know, like, uh, why start now? It Yeah. It, you know, you go to a 20-year-old and say, you need to start putting in your investment account to save, and they look at you like you have three heads. Or then, like they can't afford that because they don't make enough money yet. They're like, get away from you, old man. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, that's when you need to start because with compound interest and it growing over time, if you want to be able to afford things when you're older and not have to worry as much as some people do, this is when you do it when you start. So we've talked about this in you know past podcasts. This is one of the things we say, hey, as soon as you get a job or a career, make sure you take advantage of that investment in that 401k. So how, how old were you? when you started your retirement fund? See, this is a loaded question because she knows I, what I did. <laughs> I, I worked in the restaurant industry for a little while and I was uh, profit sharing and I, I made up a little bit of money, it wasn't much. But I quit that job and went on to become a teacher and I got something and I forgot about it. I'm like, ooh, I should catch this in. Mm -hmm. And I went to Vegas. So yeah, it was a fun Vegas trip, but I think the company that I invested in, if I'd kept that stock, it would have doubled so many times so I'd have a nice little nest egg. So that's another good point is even if you do start early, don't don't decide to take it out. Leave it there. I mean, you will want you will be glad you did. So when I officially started was when I was 26. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, I started with $25 per paycheck. And obviously now, as I tell, I tell everyone, you know, try to get to 10%. So I'm at 10% now. I'm actually a little over 10%. Excellent. So the number two mistake to avoid is living beyond your means. Great power in your first paycheck becomes a great responsibility. And although you're likely to be earning more than you ever have, bills and other responsibilities come before major spending or treating yourself, which right. is a hard one. It's very hard, especially if you're going from you know, living with your parents and almost all your expenses being taken care of. And you, then you probably are able to enjoy life and do what you want. And now all of a sudden you decide to go out and get your apartment. Well, you don't just have a rent you've got the utilities the groceries everything and a lot of times that's where we see in the 20s and you know they you know they talk about the grunge movement and you know everybody from seattle and back in the 80s my my generation or the 90s were depressed well you know think about it when you get thrown into your 20s and all of a sudden you have to live real life your lifestyle went from right. way yeah, up here yeah. to reality which is funny because we're talking to my daughter about that she's talking about an apartment i'm like okay yeah, the apartment's this much, but if you figured in all these other things and all of a sudden the eyes glaze over like, what? So you've really got to think about that. Yeah. Okay, so number three, not learning basic budgeting and credit skills. And we talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah, this is fundamental. you got to get back to the basics. You've got to know this. You've got to track your spending. Right. And, you know, those of you listening probably know this by now, but you might know somebody that doesn't. Sit them down and say, hey, we need to talk about this because I don't want you to make mistakes uh, in your 20s that you're going to have to pay for in your 30s or your 40s, even later in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a skill that you need to learn. And, you know, a lot of times when you say budgeting, people feel as though it's, oh, that's real restrictive. It's not really about being restrictive. It's about knowing where your money goes right. and how to manage it. And number four, 
We all like to do this. We all go to college and we get college debt and we want to avoid paying our student loans back as soon as possible. So number four is avoiding paying your student loans. Which is a really bad idea because what, you know, just like the compound interest for your savings, Compound interest adds up on your student loans if you're not making those payments. Right. It's, uh, it's all about the idea of deferring. Deferment, deferment, deferment. But the problem is, as you're deferring that, interest is accruing. Yeah. And, you know, if you've already taken out a, a big chunk of money by going to school, I would tell you, if you're actually in college right now, start trying to pay a little bit every month just to get used to that, to put that in your budget, whether it's 25 or $50. I understand that it's tight, but trust me, once you get out and six months after graduation, that you whole basket hit you with mm -hmm. the, those payments... So uh, try not to keep deferring your loans. I know people have been paying on student loans for 20 years, and I'm just like, wow. Um, so, yeah, try to avoid that one. We should mention we have a guest uh, vocalist with us today. Leo the Cat has joined the 30th podcast, and now he's in my A. Anyway, if you hear him, it's Leo. Leo the Kitty. That's right. All right, so that was our 20s. Yep. Now we're moving on to our 30s. Life yeah. is different. Life is different now. You might know, be married, might have kids. Right. You've been working for a while now. You're not just getting used to having a career. Mm -hmm. it's, you've sort of been doing it for a while. I feel like, you know, hey, I got this, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving up. I'm moving into, you know, getting my moving, responsibility. Moving on up to the top. And Cece's shaking her head. No. Eastside. Eastside, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so the first thing we see uh, we, is when 30-year-olds go out to buy their first house. And it's really about buying too much house, spending too much for their first house. And that is super hard right now if you're in the housing market because housing prices are inflated. Um, so to say the least that you're going to probably overpay for your house is an understatement. But be watching for that because don't overpay and don't overbuy. Yeah, and I think the answer to that is, is it's your first house. And most, most of us don't live in our first house that long. So yeah. remember, this is your first house. And so maybe... The first one you buy, you don't get everything you, you, you think you need. Or That's you a really good want. point. Um, we only lived in our first house four years. So, yeah, think about that. And a lot of times when you're buying, you're not thinking that way. Thinking, I want it this way. Well, yeah. you're probably not going to stay in that house. You get your first when you're, when you're in your late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, so number two is short-term financial planning versus the idea of long-term planning. What that would mean is, you know, we're like we're really focused on the here and now and like, oh, I can afford this car. And we want to have kids and we want to have this house, but we don't see the expenses attached to that besides the fact that I want a child. Yeah, I want kids, but the idea is you don't just say I want a child and that's it because you've got to plan for it. You've got to realize that it's going to be very expensive in the first couple of years because you're getting you know, diapers and most likely formula and other things, right? Oh, and you think that that's the expensive part. Yeah, you think that's the expensive not. part. Yeah, I was so excited <laughs> when we got out of diapers and we got back into diapers and then 10 and years then, later we got into diapers again, right? Yeah, and daycare kicks in and then you get into the teenage years of... And so that's what it is about the long term. So when, gotcha. you, when you start planning these things in your life, you go, okay, kids is one. Okay, so if we're going to have children, are we going to, are they going to go to private school? Mm -hmm. Are they going to go to public school? Are we both going to work? Are we both going to work? Or is one going to stay and take care of the kids? Right. Um, do we want to do travel sports? Yeah. Are we going to buy their first car? Right. Are All they going to go to college? Things. Are we going to pay for their college? If we're going to pay for their college, we need to start putting away now in a 529. So many of us have our children. And I was guilty of this with my first one, you know, just going through life. And then the older they get, you go, oh my gosh. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't planned for anything. Yeah, right? right. So it's really about uh, making that mistake of, you know, you're only doing the short term financial planning and not looking total long term. Right. 
So, Jamie, how much does it cost to have a kid? Well, you know, the last time I looked, it was about $233,000 from birth to the age 18. So, like $13,000 a year you're going to be spending on this one child. That's some great math skills there, Dusty. Um, Very good. You're right. You know and, math is my number one skill. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a, so you're looking at that and you're going, okay, so we got to plan for that. But we also have to plan we want the house and we have the repairs and we want this car and we want, you know, the, everything, the insurance, right. everything comes with it. So it's all about that long term, not just looking at the one thing you want. And, you know, that kind of all all those things kind of lead into number three and that is racking up credit card debt so what happens when those things all come along and you want them or you don't want to delay buying them or you can't afford them you put them on a credit card and then so in your 30s you end up racking up more debt yeah which goes back to one of our facts at the very beginning about people spending more than they earn mm -hmm. uh, so when you're in your 30s you're like okay my income from my 20s into my 30s has gone up it's gonna keep going up and hopefully it does but you know, it's, you don't want to delay that gratification. And sometimes it's about stopping and delaying gratification. Uh, you know, example would be, hey, we should have been saving for the in the five twenty nine. We should have been saving on our retirement, and maybe we shouldn't have gone to Disney World so many times. But you know what? You justify those purchases because I've done that. I, you know, dang, we work so hard and we have so little time for each other. We're going to spend that money on that vacation, even though we can't afford it. That's, that's what and it then, tends for. You go camping. Take I know, camping. but yeah, so. <laughs> Don't make the mistakes we have, right? Right. right. And I make fun of, I'm not making fun of tent camping. I'm referring to tent camping because that's what I did when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. That's all we could afford. Yeah. So. Uh, now, all right. Now we're on to our lovely 40s. Dusty, you know a little bit something about this. You're in your 40s by now, aren't you? I do. You know, tell again. About, tell us about your 40s. What, what kind of mistakes do you make? Best decade so far. Okay. We had a whole podcast about this topic in particular, keeping up with the Joneses. You move into a nice neighborhood and you're watching your neighbors and all that their money that they're spending on their house and their cars and their kids and their vacations and you go, man, we deserve that too. And so you just never stop keeping right. up. I mean, I'm watching it in my neighborhood, you know, nicer cars maybe. Uh, the one that I keep laughing about because my wife keeps saying we need to get one is a golf cart. I'm like, why do we need a golf cart? Well, if we had a golf cart, we could just drive down to the grocery store. <laughs> So you want to spend X amount of thousands of dollars on a golf cart so we could drive it down to the grocery store? Or we could, you know, we could just drive around the neighborhood and meet the neighbors. And I'm like, well, we could walk. That'd be cheaper, right? <laughs> and so, more exercise. But the reason that is we have people in our neighborhood that have golf carts. We do too. I think it's laughable, but... That's part of keeping up with the Joneses, yes? Yes. The golf cart, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so this next one is one that I am certainly guilty of, at least for now, and that is avoiding putting together a will and making sure your life insurance policies fit your lifestyle. Yeah, making sure they're up to date. You need to have that will because now you are making that money and now you have, might have the children, right? And you have to have that life insurance because you are earning more and if you have a significant other or children, mm -hmm. if something should happen to you, you want to be able to replace your income levels, right? That's right. And here's the, here's the thing that sort of stinks about life insurance. It's cheaper the younger you are, and you don't think about it when you're younger. The older you get and the less healthy you are, the more expensive it becomes. So, And you'll hopefully you know, never need it. Yeah. So it's, you're paying for something you probably never yeah. use. And that's usually what will happen. You'll get in your 40s and you haven't gotten it, and now you, now you realize you need it. And then you go get the quote, and you're like, what? So it's really about saying, okay, I'm going to figure out how much I can get at the, at the least amount. This also goes back to you know, when you're in that, your job, make sure your, your, your company has, usually has a little bit of life insurance they offer as well. So, and then obviously the other one, like we said, was a will. Yeah. So to let you know, people know what your wishes are. And number three, retirement savings catch up versus student college costs. So I'm 40. I didn't really do much retirement contributions when in my 20s, but now I have kids. So do I put money in my retirement fund or do I fund my kids' college? What's your opinion? My opinion is 
You do both. <laughs> but if you can't do both, I am a firm believer that you need to catch up on your retirement. And, and everything I've read says that too. And you can find a way to pay for student college. There's a lot of there's a lot of grants out there. You just have to have your student go out and apply for them. And there's financial aid. And as a parent, I get it. We want to be able to send our kids to school and take care of it. But I'm going to tell you, they're not going to die if they have to pay for a portion of their school. It's actually going to teach them some character and it's going to help them out in their 20s and their 30s because they've already become used to such things. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the 50s and 60s. Hey! Now we're in Jamie's age category. Yeah. Yep. You guys have all seen the pictures. You know I'm not 50. I'm 60. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. 50s and 60s. Here we go. What should you do? Uh, not do, not, not do. do. Yeah, we see so many people do this. Um, the one is dipping into your retirement too early. You decide, you know, I've worked enough, and I'm 62, and I can get some. I can get my Social Security now, and I'm gonna retire and get my Social Security, and I'm gonna dip into my retirement, and you know, because I'm gonna enjoy it. And then what happens is you're out of money within the next eight to ten years because you haven't sat down and, and looked at how long that goes. Yeah, I mean, any investment advisor will really talk to you sit down sit you down and talk to you about how long are you going to live and you know for for us now you're retiring in your 60s could be 20 25 more years what kind of lifestyle do you want to have and then budgeting based on what your retirement savings is but not going through that process and having that conversation is a bad idea because that's exactly what's going to happen if you if you don't do that is spend too much too early too much too early and then then you're going to be going back to work at 75 yeah. you don't want to do that and in all honesty the other thing you got to look at not just besides the fact you're dipping into your retirement for living you've got to look at health care costs mm-hmm. because you can't get medicare until you're 65 so from the time 62 to 65 you're going to have to find a way to supplement insurance and if something something happens and you need surgery it's going to be very expensive and now you're already using your, your retirement account. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely take your time. Sit down with somebody. Sit down with an expert. Go over that. And make sure you've got that. Now, some of you, some of us might have enough money at 62 to retire. But, but the majority of us don't. Of us don't. Not no. anymore. Um, and the second one is kind of tied to that, but underestimating your cost in retirement. Uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, retirement costs are $50,000 per year or $4,200 a month. So if you're looking at your nest egg going, okay, $4,200 a month, 30 years, that's how much money you need. I'm sort of shaking my head at this because it's sort of like we're going back to our 20s when we first got all of our bills, you know, because we're sort of going back to it now because we're on a limited income. Like, we really need to go through and budget that again. You remember the first time we did it, it shocked us. But this, now we've got to do it. All because over again. our income's not going to keep going up. It's probably going to stay the same or go down. So, yeah. Number three is actually using your retirement money while you're still working before you retire. When you start dipping into that and taking, because I need, I need to buy this, I need to buy that. And, and you don't have enough time to repay it and for it to grow. So try not to... to get in there, you know, in your fits because you start getting into it, but there's going to be penalties, right? I mean, we see, I, I know people that they're buying a second home somewhere and they're going to dip into their retirement savings to purchase that home. Not a good idea because, yeah, you're not going to recoup recoup that money lost before you retire. No, you're not. You're going to miss out on that. And you're going to pay penalties. Again. Penalties as well. Taxes, penalties. Yep, right. all that. Yeah. Number okay. four. And then number four, not understanding your Social Security and Medicare options. And Honestly, this is something my parents have gone through recently, both with Social Security and Medicare. But, you know, the government doesn't always make things easy. And so understanding what your options are and knowing when to draw 
um, based on your situation is huge in making sure you get the most money. Yeah, you know, the point of this podcast is to talk about financial literacy. And, you know, when you get when you get in the in your 60s, you, you know, you don't want to have to go ask somebody. But this is very important because the government's not going to come to you and knock on your door and go, okay, it's time for you to retire. Here's everything. This is this is how it works. You're really going to have to go out and, and look for that educational piece, uh, look for somebody that can help you with that. And I know at times it's hard because you think, okay, maybe they're going to take advantage of me. But do go out there and look. And there's all kinds of free resources. Tons of free resources to help you make those best decisions. Right. So really when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter what stage you are in life. There are always financial mistakes that we make because we're human. And, you know, that's just part of life. But well, you always think, you know, when, when you get older, you know, you'll, you'll, you know more. Right. Right. And that, that, that's true. But as you get older, there's new challenges that you that are different than before and having to get that education and learn and, and reach out to somebody and getting that. And that and what you said earlier about when you're in your 50s and 60s makes sense no matter what stage you are in life. If you need help with a financial decision, don't feel like you're in it alone. Talk to your local credit union. Talk to financial center. There are people like Jamie at any institution that will help you make good financial decisions. That's right. So, 30th episode. 30th episode. And, and I think Leo's... Ex- Leo is so excited he's about excited. this episode. He's like, 30, 30. That's what he's saying in cat language. So, yeah, 30 episodes, over 10,000 listens. Thank you, everyone, so much. Um, we appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a seven-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to... Improve your financial life, in all honesty. <laughs> to learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, where can they find uh, us? You can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the All Indiana Podcast Network. So you can just go Carpe Dime, check us out. Love to hear you. Or love to have you hear us. <laughs> So I want to thank everybody for listening. This is our 30th episode, and actually it's Dusty's last episode. Sadly, and yes. Sadly, it's her last, last episode. episode. She's moving on to, to different things. Mm-hmm. And this was her baby, her brainchild. I want to thank her for thinking about it and pushing me to do this with her. And I uh, just want to let all of our listeners know Carpe Dime will continue on, but it'll probably just be me, and then we'll have the new hostess or a new host that goes with a co-host, I should say. So thank you for listening, and Dusty, thank you so much. Don't cry. Nobody cries in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. But would you like to say anything else? She shook her head no. She said thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone.